dear doctor. I have admired you for years. I wanted to tell you I'm delighted that you've taken an interest in me. I don't believe you're telling who I am. Besides, the important thing is what I am becoming. I have some things I'd love to show you. Until then, I remain your most avid fan. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remix. This is episode 362. I'm Marquis Mike. I am. I almost didn't make it here, to Mark. I forgot. I was going to tell you this before oh. the show. I'm going to tell you now. Yeah. Someone in front of me on an arterial tried to Mario Kart me. Uh, they threw a shell at you? Threw a banana out the window. Oh, jeez. If I would have hit that, yeah, yeah. I would have spun out. Spun out off the track, yeah. I was just like, one, I laughed. I'm like, someone just tried to Mario Kart me. Yeah. And then two, I thought, People still throw trash out windows. Oh, it throws in a me, city street. It throws me off when I like. <laughs> I remember growing up, I've seen it all the time. Like in the, it's weird how it's like. Well, you think something like well, those were the times, but it really is like in the eighties and nineties. You just didn't give a shit about litter. You would just, just chuck something over the over the thing. But it's been a long time. You know, I don't see yeah. it. You know, now there's like a campaigns. You know, don't litter. All that kind of things, or fines, you know, double or for trash. You know, they put the how much. And when I see someone do it, just like throw a coke can out there, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, or or cigarette butt. Oh, cigarette butts are wild. Like, how? Who what? still smokes in their car? Yeah, well, then also like, what do you think? Who's what? Who smokes at all? Yeah, who smokes in your vehicle? Drifters smoke. They don't have cars. And then we have nothing like the. We're in the Northwest, so, like, the wildfire news is is very large to us. Yeah. But it is nationwide. I mean, you, you see the news, like, D.C. getting the smoke plume <coughs> from Montana fires or yeah. whatever. People know about this. Florida catches fire all the time. Like, can, can we not throw our cigarette butts out? At least the banana peel's biodegradable. At least it's biodegradable. I mean, it's not going to biodegrade very fast in... The, on the curb, yeah, you know when it gets knocked over to the curb, but yeah, what? Uh, I was just like, wow, people are still throwing things out their windows. Yeah, <laughs> banana peel, toss it in the back seat like a civilized person. That's just what you put do your cup holder like I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, drives drives me crazy. I just what I yeah, driving home a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I just yeah. Guy driving, you see his hand come out, whoop, chuck, well, it looked like a soda can, just right over the right over the roof of his car onto the, the side. Jeez. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know, I'm done. I stay home, I watch movies. So yeah. What are you watching? You know, Mark, I'm hoping that this is an inverse of last show. Because uh-huh. I literally, like, I had a big list last week, yeah. you got a small list. I got a short list here. Okay. Other than what we did for the show, yeah. I watched one film. Okay. I watched this on cable TV with commercials, and it's a perfect cable TV with commercials movie. Uh-huh. I watched National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> I was sitting, laying on the couch, yeah. just flipping the channels, caught the end of Vegas Vacation. Uh-huh. I think it was AMC was going vacation marathon. Yeah. Caught the last 15 minutes of Vegas Vacation. And then watch the big, then watch National Vacation. What order they were going in? Like, did they? It was a around? weird order because after after that was Christmas, uh-huh. which I didn't watch. But then after that was summer, 
So I don't really know what their plan was because not only were they chronologically out of order, they were seasonally out of order yeah. also. And and then it seems like they skipped Ed Helms altogether. They, or I didn't go that far ahead yeah. on the the guide, the cable guide. Yeah. Because chronologically it goes, it was vacation, international, or yeah. Europe. Europe, Europe, Europe. Yeah, Europe. Yeah, so that, that was, yeah. Yeah. And then Christmas. Christmas and then and Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, so, yeah, I caught the end of Vegas. Though the kids' age, they jump all around. Oh, yeah. Which I love. I think that's my favorite thing about those movies. Yeah. Kids, doesn't matter. There's always a Rusty, and there's always yeah. an Audrey. So, yeah, Vegas. I caught the end of Vegas, and then the original vacation. Yeah, then was going to be Christmas. Uh-huh. And then after that was European. Yeah. I, I was ho- if, if European would have been on, I think I would have stayed up late and watched it. Yeah. But they put on Christmas, and I was like, I just watched that a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Right, it's March or April. Yeah. Now, you know? And it, I don't want to watch a Christmas movie. It was yeah. it was weird, but yeah, so that's what I watched. That's smattering of shows. Uh-huh. New season of Atlanta started, finally, yeah. five years into making. It started that. Um, yeah. Been watching a lot of Seinfeld on Netflix. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about you? I wish I had a ton of movies to watch, but I, I also dipped in the new season of Atlanta. Um, we marathon a show. It's not good. It's not a good. It's not even a good competition show. We watched every episode though of Is It Cake on Netflix. <laughs> uh, very talented bakers, but they bake things that look like normal things. And then a panel of judges. There's like six things. Five of them are real. One of them's cake. And then the judges have to decide. Which one's cake? And then uh, it's so satisfying when he slices into the cake, but it's like so so a chessboard like, or something. Okay, chessboard. Or I was thinking like a like something that looks like a like a bronze bust of, a, of like someone a, did a bust. Okay, of, yeah. Uh, there, there was a bust. You know, uh, like each episode had like a theme. So it was like a beach things you'd find at the beach. So. It was like so a, so who, how do you how do you win the the, the episode? Fool the judges and then oh, if you okay. tie. With another baker, it goes to taste. Okay, okay. Taste. Yeah. So you are trying to make something look as realistic as, as possible. As realistic okay, as possible. Cool, cool. Uh, and we just watched every episode of that, and that took a long, big chunk of my time. Is, there a, is the host someone I know, or the judge? Mikey Day from SNL. So not really, uh, no. And then the judges were all kind of... Ne- it's on Netflix, so a lot of them were promoting like Netflix shows they were on. So. Okay. That's cool. Kind of people you were just like, I kind of know who that is. Right. Like, you know. They didn't get The Rock, or, you know, <laughs> someone really famous. Cool, cool. But yeah, it was just like Netflix, Netflix show, and uh, yeah, that took up a lot, of, a big chunk of my time. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and then, okay, so I did see some movies. Uh, the Oscars were two weeks ago, and we I... We probably ought to talk about it a little bit. Did something in Bethel happen? Something else? <laughs> Coda. Everyone's talking about the thing that happened, and I think... Enough's been said about the thing that's happened. The thing no one's talking about that I laughed. I laughed so hard watching this at the Oscars. Did you watch the Oscars? I did, yeah. The fan favorite moment in yes. all of cinema when it was announced that the Flash Eric Speed Force <laughs> was the greatest stand-up and applaud moment in all of cinema. I laughed so hard. That, the, what did they think was going to happen if you leave it up to Twitter? Both those things are weird. There was the, the, the moment... Thing yeah, from Zack Snyder's like what and and clearly it was just a poll they had. 
It was a poll. Yeah, it was right. a... So, so the way it worked... So no, one, so no one got to choose their moment. They had to choose from a list of moments. Yes, right? you had to nominate a movie or a scene, and then you just use the hashtag Oscar's favorite moment. And you could vote up to 25 times a day. <laughs> so obviously, the Zack Snyder mob, uh, and I assume a bunch of bots, or they're very smart with how to like do Twitter algorithm, just took that over. And, well, and then the... There was the other fan favorite thing too. They were movie of the year. Had the Batista movie from Army of the Dead. I was the like, greatest, the wait best, a minute. The fan favorite. Or, told me about this movie. <laughs> the fan favorite movie of the year. I, I, it was anything was eligible. The ten Oscar nominees. Maybe a movie you thought got snubbed that what didn't quite make it. Any movie and the what they had to announce. The best movie was Zack Snyder's uh, Army of the Dead. You just had to laugh. But I was still laughing about the Speed Force. Because I watched Justice League. That movie sucks. But that scene in particular was so funny to me. Because <laughs> it's the guy, it's the Flash, talking to himself like, Alright, Flash, you're just going to have to enter the Speed Force. And then he starts running in slow motion. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Will Smith's right there. That's probably what got him mad. <laughs> Denzel Washington is there. Uh, the, the cast of Coda. You know. Eric, uh, not Eric Bana, uh, Kenneth Branagh, like all these, and they have to watch The Flash enter Speed Force, I just <laughs> laughed, <laughs> laughed so hard, and then of course that thing happened and no one talks about that it, thing ha- yeah, the thing happened, the thing happened, <laughs> uh, so I had to pick one, so there were three movies I didn't see, Coda, Drive My Car, and Belfast, Drive My Car's too long, I know you're not watching that, it's three hours. Go fast, you won't be able to get the accent, so no, you're wa- not watching that. Well, I watch those subtitles because I don't have Apple Plus. So it was yeah. like, download Apple Plus or rent Belfast for three ninety nine on Amazon and watch it with, uh, I don't think I watch those subtitles. Uh, I, I got the gist when they were talking funny. I was like, ah, there's a life lesson You there. watch Snatch, you get it. Yeah. Uh, I like. I, I actually really like Belfast. I don't know if you've seen this. I didn't. Yeah, it I think yet. it was good. Yeah, I haven't I, seen it yet. Uh, I think it's a, like it's kind of like a sweet little family movie, kind of set in you know, set in a time period I'm not that familiar with. I, I I know there was this civil unrest in Ireland, and there's been movies about it, but I don't really know the history of it. And this doesn't really dive into the history of it. It's more about one particular family living in it. But I thought it was good. And apparently it's kind of semi-biographical about Kenneth Branagh in his life, but uh, I liked it. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I was like, eh, I don't think Coda's going to win, so I can skip that one, and then I <laughs> won. And uh, we watched the trailer, and I was like, that looks good. That's uh, great. Yeah, that yeah it looks fantastic. Yeah. I, I really, I'd really like to see it. That, but I don't have Apple Plus. <laughs> and I, and I, every other movie was on streaming, so it's, I can't really complain. They're like, who's on Apple Plus? There are people without Netflix. But Apple Plus, I feel like it was so late to the game that now I can, now I can complain and say, I, I, can't, I can't have another one. Yeah, I'm kind of... There was a time in my life with the, the Academy Awards, especially the the, the nominated movie for Best Film, uh, that I, like, I gotta see every one yeah. of these before the show. And any, now, these the last few years, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the Academy. Yeah. Like, what the... Who gives a shit? Like, and it's like the... the, the well, Maybe we'll just... I'll, the Will Smith thing? Yeah. Like, the Academy's doing a disciplinary... Who gives a shit with the Academy? What's it fucking matter? Yeah. It's... 
It's nothing. He's not getting arrested. That's all that really matters. Right. Like, he assaulted a man on live TV in front of millions. Uh, He's not getting arrested. That's... That's the issue with society right now. Yeah. But not what the fucking Academy's gonna do. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're nobody. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> oh, just playing access. Like, well, he, he... Will Smith's been in upwards of, I don't know, 80, uh, 80 movies. I, I'm off the top of my head, probably like 80 movies in his life. He's been nominated twice. Just don't nominate him again. Yeah, yeah. Just say, yeah, he's barred from nominations. Yeah. <laughs> I, both, I watched it. He got, Chris Rock got slapped. I was like, that was fucking wild. And then Will Smith accepted the award. I was like, that's crazy. He's still there. But then then you just have to go through like, the discourse, like the conversation of just like, Chris Rock deserved it. Will, I was like, ah, I, I, just I mean, don't I, care. I don't care. I don't care who deserved it or not. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm more appalled with the fact that and that's the problem with our society, is millionaires can get away with doing whatever the fuck they yeah. want. That, that to me, is a, and just un, like, unbelievable to me that, that he could not face any... He, he's going to pay Curse Rock a shit ton of money. That I know. I don't think but, he is. But how he cannot have any sort of legal percussions yeah. is insanity to me. And I like Will Smith. Yeah. And he was, I get it, he's the moment. Fucking, you can't batter your guy. Yeah. I... But but I don't think it was, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> if you the the thing, it should be better. It's like I don't know. I've seen people get slapped. Cops show like if if they weren't famous, I don't think he would have been arrested either. I, I you could call the cops and they'd come. They might cite him there, but like I don't. Yeah, like I don't know. Especially man. if Chris Rock's like not like if Chris Rock did. That, that was my big. Thing. I used like, to watch a lot of live PD. I saw a lot of guys yeah. get arrested for a lot less than that. Yeah, but then but then. That, but, that's and, but then there's also people like who do get slapped and it's just like okay. we've seen fights in like college. It's just like nothing really happened to that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they don't. Oh, I, they I, do. I mean, it was on TV. I agree. I just like, so, in, like, front of, in front of millions on live TV. Yeah. Like that, to me, that's just blo- I'm just more blown away by it. Like just blown away yeah. that there's nothing really, really happening to us. But then we've seen fights on in NFL games in basketball game like. I know, People throw a bunch of and nothing happens. I know. I see it. I, I, I go to a hockey game and yeah. I see a fight break out. I'm like, how is this happening? Hockey's the wild one. They don't like, even get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, yeah. How are they? How are you not going out and arresting these two men for beating each other up? So it, yeah. it is weird. It's a weird double standard. It, it is a thing. It's, where it's like, yeah. you kind of watch it. It's like, well, it's between, like, yeah, everybody's watching it, but it's in, like, this arena of a bunch of, like, rich people. And. But I blazed. I was like, "Did Chris Rock? Does Chris Rock care?" And based on his statement, it didn't seem like he was more shocked by it all. But I was like, "If he's not pressing, if he, if he's not demanding Will Smith, then I'm not going to waste any energy on this." He's in the he's in the worst situation of everyone, though. Being his situation is far worse than Will Smith's right now. He's got a he he's got well one he was totally baller. Mm. He didn't even touch his face. See, I was going to say, I, I think he came off better he was, than anybody. He was totally... Yeah, yeah. but the aftermath, yeah. I think internally he's in a worse place. That's embarrassing as hell for him, I think. He's got to deal with, well, do I press charges against yeah. an A-list celebrity when I'm, like, in the same boat as him? Yeah. Like, to like, I think there's so much more emotion that Chris Rock is probably actually going through than, than people don't, like, don't realize. Um... There will be, there will be a settlement. He's gonna get paid. Trust I, me. 
Hey, he's probably already gotten a check. I think he does. I, I think <laughs> I think he walks away. He's a stand-up comedian, too. This is his next hour. It, it could be. He goes but, to HBO and does all that. And, yeah, I think he got slapped. He goes backstage. They, the Academy asked him, like, do you want Will Smith to leave? He's like, no. I, Chris Rock seems like a guy who's been slapped before. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's been hit. Yeah. I'm sure he's been hit. I don't know. It's just like, I, I think, I'm thinking like the off camera feelings going through him has got to be really just crazy. Yeah. The, the massive embarrassment. Yeah. He took it like a man and he, and he, he was like super professional and just like right. unbelievable on Steven stay on the stage. But like, I don't know, man. I think, I think there's, <laughs> I think most people kind of it's came crazy. away just like it's crazy more on Chris Rock's side too. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, he did get slapped, but everybody's just like, man, he got slapped by what's well, a big dude. Yeah, slapped him. Yeah, doesn't touch his face. Just stands there. Goes back and it's like, oh, what? all right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was crazy. Then that moment was like, you 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 could see the wheels. Like I could say something right now. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. Uh, Hey, moving on. Yeah. We've, we've covered that enough. I know you didn't want to. I know. I was trying to avoid it. It's like, ah, it's too easy. I wanted to a little bit. We I feel like we that? got a movie podcast. we got to talk about that That's just a tad. My thing, you know, people were, um, yeah, I was listening to another podcast, and, and they, they were they were appalled. It was like, oh, Will, you know, Will Smith should have been arrested. But then, in the same podcast, they were talking about how, like, uh, Tom Arnold came on and was hilarious, and he told a story about beating up his brother. And I was like, well, why is that funny? To nobody. I'm like, why is that story funny? But Will Smith slapping Chris Rock isn't. It was because he saw it. Because he saw it happen. We all watch it. And violence, when you see violence, it's different. And I just thought, if this, if we didn't see it, and someone was just like, I was at a party, and I was standing next to Lapita Nyong'o and Kenneth Branagh, and Chris Rock walked by and told a joke, and Will Smith slapped him and then walked away, and then we turned to Chris, Questlove, I was like, Questlove, do you see that? He's like, I just want to talk about my movie. <laughs> and then P. Diddy came out and tried to like play Peacemaker with him. It was a wild night at this party. He's like, L.A., man. You'd be like, can't believe I missed that party. Yeah. LA, <laughs> and then, half an hour later, we gave Will an award. <laughs> and, and everybody played walk-off music. And gave it. him all the time he wanted, because they were scared he was going to slap the music director yeah. next. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I watched uh, Belfast. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. I do want to watch that. I do want to see those. Uh, I'll watch Drive My Car one day over this Probably over a series of. of That's days. a long one, man. It's three hours. I, I went to wa- I went to watch it, and a lot of movies are three hours. But yeah, I went to watch it, and then I saw the runtime, and I was like, I can't do this right now. Ugh. And I, I mean, I looked at my wrist, and I don't wear a watch. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was like, I can't do this right now. Even my bare wrist is telling me I don't got time. I better just throw on a Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh... And then you watch twelve Seinfelds. Yeah. You're like, That's, that was the equivalent <laughs> yeah, of what drive exactly. my car. <laughs> Uh, I watched one other movie. I got to the theater. And I only saw this movie. Because the guy at work asked, hey, you can go see this movie. And I was like, well, I got a real pass. Sure, let's give us something to talk about. I saw Morbius. Oh, shit. Jared Leto, who Jared. do you think you are, bro? You can't you can't switch companies. He, oh, that's right. That's a Marvel joint. <laughs> and he's the Joker. He's the Joker. He, he is one of four Jokers currently. All right, Mark, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I will say, I don't know if I can give this a fair review because I did fall asleep <laughs> during the climactic uh, battle. Uh, this movie's trash. This is, it's bad. Is it really, is it getting, 
I, I saw the preview and I'm like, that looks bad. I got it on Letterboxd. It currently has a 1.9 rating. Oh. And it's a Marvel movie, so you think there would be... Or it's a comic movie. Typically, things on the internet are a little more generous. Yeah. You know, so, but this has a 1.9. Um, it, it's just... The story's kind of incoherent. I don't know if I'm supposed to be rooting for Morbius or not. That's the guy's name. His name is Morbius. Jared Leto. Uh, I think it's a cool name. That's the character name. Morbius. Um... I think it's a cool name. I like vampires, but yeah. like I was just like, yeah, I don't know, man. It is a vampire movie, um, sort of, and yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to root for Morbius or if he's like an anti-hero. I really don't know what his deal is. Um, you don't really end up caring about it. It's very predictable. Like you kind of just do, it. and of course, it, like like Kong are trying to get you know. So this is a Sony joint, a Sony Marvel joint. So it's in the Venom, the Venomiverse. Mm. It's just setting up another movie. Yeah. And it's like, well, you you gotta you gotta tell a good. I think that's what people are forgetting about these Marvel movies is they were all setting up the next movie, but they told you a good movie in between. This this one was just not good. Short runtime, hour forty minutes. That was nice, and uh, <laughs> got theater popcorn, and uh, that was good. Yeah. Um, still don't know what my drink of choice is when I go to the theater. That pep, that, having that switch over to the Pepsi, just not yeah. Good. I went Sierra Mist. I think, I think that's the safest bet. Then, yeah. But sometimes you need that little caffeine joke. That's what. Yeah, and that, I fell asleep. Yeah. Um. So how to do review it? It so Letterbox is bad. What about Rotten? Uh, let's see. Morbius, Rotten Tomato. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's in the 20s. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, not good for Marvel. They usually just get a like a a base starting spot of 60. 16 percent. Oh, 16 percent. That's real bad. Yeah, 16 percent on no, okay. So on uh, Ron Tomato, 16 percent with the critics, 70 percent with the audience. Okay. So Marvel fanboys are Marvel fanboys sucking it up. Have made to have made to letterbox yet. Haven't even made it to the theater yet, from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I watched. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched Chris Rock Get Slapped. I watched Belfast, Atlanta, and Morbius. That's a, you know, you do those four things, that's an eventful week. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. Uh, we got two other movies in. Maybe, maybe more than two. I don't know. I don't know where Mike stopped on this. We watched at least two other movies. We watched the 2002 remake of the 1986 movie Manhunter, we watched Red Dragon. Manhunter uh, is a 1986 movie uh, directed by Michael Mann and starring William Peterson, Kim Grease, Dennis Farina, Brian Cox, and Joan Allen. It, um... Yep. Okay, I never write down. I've, I've always all some Morbius stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back, go back to my Manhunter notes. Uh... Manhunter, there it is. Michael Mann, directed. 1986, it's loading. Uh, it tells the story of FBI agent Will Graham, who retired after catching Hannibal Lecter, returning to duty to engage in a risky new, a risky Ken Mouse game with Lecter to capture a new killer. Manhunter, it's just you and me now, sport. Oh, that's a good tagline. Especially if you've never seen it. Yeah. I assume that's a quote, but... Yeah. Uh... Was this your first time seeing Manhunter? It was. I uh, never even heard of this movie until until you. Yeah. What did you think of Manhunter? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I had seen. I I was aware of Manhunter. 
I think in high school. So I had never seen the movie. I'd seen clips of it. It was on AMC once. And I watched it, a section of it, until probably commercials came. I remember my dad telling me, he was like, oh, this was the first. There was no Red Dragon at the time. So this was probably middle school, actually, because there was no Hannibal, the movie. All Just we Silence of the Lambs. All We Have Silence of the Lambs. And my dad says, like, oh, this, this is the first Hannibal Lecter movie. And uh, I remember tuning in, and the scene was where Hannibal gets Will's address. And I thought that was cool. And then watch a little bit of it, and then you meet uh, the um, Delahide. With Delahide, Red Dragon. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and that guy freaked, freaked the fuck out. Even yeah. on AMC. I was like, that guy's scary. Scary dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was my first time watching it, and I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. This is like a, it's kind of a cool adult crime thriller. Like Yes. Yeah, just like a two-hour... Here's a crime. Here's here, here's a cop. Just gonna yeah. It's it's very um, the 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 setting is so is 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 creepy and dark. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. It, it it has an age to it. To me, is a nostalgic age. It's yeah. that '80s movie kind of feel. Especially some of the music drops. The, the music yeah. drops. Um, and and I and even the opening title. Neon green, yeah, Manhunter. I was like, I. That's all I needed. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready for this. That is cool. It's yeah, it's aged, but not in a bad way. More of like a time capsule. Yeah, this like this movie's very 80s, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. and what a heavy hitter cast. I don't know if they were heavy hitters at the time, but they're all heavy hitters now, in yeah. my opinion. Um. I mean, you did refer to him in our notes, as, or in our going back and forth, as the guy from CSI. This is the guy from CSI, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, is he the weak link of the cast? And even he was on a hit television show for, uh, you know, a decade? I don't know. The guy's won Emmys. I think he. I think he's good. Yeah. I like him in CSI. Um, I've, I haven't watched a lot of CSI, but I'm always like... Bill Peterson or Williamson, whatever. Will William Peterson? Fred's going Bill. Bill, I'm, I think he's good. Yeah. Um, and he and he really made CSI take off. I mean, his yeah. his performance in that. Um, Farine is great. I only really know him from this and um, his short stint on Law and Order. Yeah. But I like. I him. know him from a million movies where you're just like, yeah, it's Dan Farina. Yeah. I mean, like, I just see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Cox. I mean, I'm the biggest Succession fan in the world. Man, okay, so this is 1986. We're in the year 2022. Uh, so what we're talking, 32, 30, 38 years later, is that right? He, you could see that's Brian Cox, but man, like Des Farina, I was like, oh, that's Des Farina, or like yeah. Joan Allen. Yeah, I don't know. Is she still with us? Yeah, I think like, so. You don't see her around, but it's like you can recognize her, or like William Pearson looks like William, he still looks like the Arkham CSI. Yeah. Brian Cox just. He looked way different. Yeah, like you're so used to like hair. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then like uh, Delarhide is is he's a recognizable character. Uh, um, I don't. I gotta look his name up. Yeah, he Tom was, Noonan. He didn't make the top five. Tom Noonan is in a ton of stuff, and I I always remember him from the Last Action Hero. Um, yeah, well, he kind of plays the same. Character. Oh yeah, he plays the uh, the guy with the axe, the Ripper, the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Robocop two. Um, 
He was in Heat, uh, Last Action Hero, Monster Squad, The Pledge. Yeah, I mean, he has a ton, you know, ton of credits, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just in stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what a, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. The ending is a little cheeky, but we could probably talk about that moving on when we start talking about Red Dragon yeah. a little bit. But yeah, I was I was in. I was I was focused in on the whole time. Uh-huh. Didn't break away from the TV once. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Uh, Manhunter had a fifteen million dollar budget. It only grossed eight point six million. It was considered a financial flop. It it received a cult following later on. They kind of said, uh, kind of um, after the success of uh, uh, William Peterson in CSI, like mm. it kind of got a little more of a following. And then the Hannibal thing that happened in two thousand kind of made people go back and reappreciate Manhunter. Ninety three percent Rotten Tomato, based on only forty three reviews. Uh, critical consensus is a modest thriller with that fleshes out Thomas Harris' heinous creations with an elegant, chilling detachment. And I should say uh, this is written by Michael Mann, but it's based off. The novel Red Dragon written by Thomas Harris, who, of course, wrote Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, Hannibal Rising. So, uh, six years later, we get Silence of the Lambs. I wonder how, you know, so how that, the movie comes out, Silence of the Lambs, a huge hit. I mean, it sweeps the Oscars. It was a big box office hit. Do they... In all the lead up to it, or any of the like, do they acknowledge Manhunter at all? I don't think they. I'm, I, you know, I don't. I'm not old enough to right. to know, but I don't. I've never. That's why I feel like I don't think so because I've never connected. Yeah. Them. I had no idea this movie. Existed. I think they just a different director, studio, however it worked out, just grabbed a different IP and said, "Yeah, okay, we're we're also going to do Manhunter." Wasn't successful, but we have this Thomas Harris. Book and we're gonna turn this into a movie and we're yeah no acknowledgement we'll have cash uh, cast Anthony Hopkins and all of a sudden that's one of his most iconic roles and then it's yeah. gonna spawn four sequels later um, one of those being Red Dragon in two thousand two so Red Dragon not only is it a remake of Manhunter it acts as a prequel to Silence of the Lambs which comes after the movie Hannibal a year earlier. Which is direct sequel to Silence of the Lamb. So timeline wise, a uh, little funky. Uh, Red Dragon comes out. So can you repeat that? Red the the film the film Red Dragon came out after Hannibal. After Hannibal. Okay. Hannibal's two thousand one. So this was technically Anthony Hopkins' third shot. Yes. Hannibal Yeah. So we get Silence of the Lambs uh, in the nineties. Hannibal two thousand one. Red Dragon 2002, and then Hannibal Rising in 2007, which Anthony Hopkins is uh, not part of, uh, which is a prequel to Red Dragon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Red Dragon comes out in 2002, directed by Brett Ratner, who uh, also did Rush Hour. We just did our Rush Hour uh, episodes. We've got, a, we've got a couple repeat things at this movie here yeah. for us and over the last couple shows. Uh, it stars Anthony Hopkins as uh, who was also in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Edward Norton, Raul, uh, Ray Fines. I think it's Fines. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a, a, Ray. Is it Ray. I thought it was Ralph. I think it's pronounced Ray or Rafe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I always see it. I always when I see it written, I go Ralph Fines, and then I hear people say it like on shows, and I don't feel like they're saying what I'm saying. Uh, okay. 
Ralph Fiennes pronounced. Here we go. I gotta turn up my turn up my volume. We're gonna see if we can get this on air. Oh, hold on. Connect it to my Bluetooth. Okay. Turn you all the way up. Here we go. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe. 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 Yeah, that might be a an English pronunciation yeah. of that spelling. Rafe. And you know what? Just sounds better than Ralph. Yeah, yeah Ralph. Fiennes. I mean, I like Ralph. I like. I think Ralph is a good name. Uh-huh. But Ralph Fiennes, no, no. Maybe Ralph Johnson. That's cool. No, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, but if, yeah. if you want to own your own uh, construction company, sure, you can, you can sure. Ralph Fiennes. You, can be Ralph Fiennes. you want to be? You want to star alongside Ed Norton? You want? You want to be in Schindler's List? You gotta be Rafe Fiennes. Gotta be Rafe. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Keitel also. Uh, Harvey's back. Yeah. And uh, Emily Watson rounds out the cast. Um, uh, direct remake of, of Manhunter, uh, Red Dragon, a talented, oh, sorry, that, that, that's, uh, that's my review. <laughs> uh, former FBI agent Will Graham, who was once almost killed by the savage Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter, now has no choice but to face him again, as it seems Lecter is the one who can help Graham track down a new serial killer. Red Dragon, before the silence. Uh... It was your first time watching Red Dragon. It was. Yeah. I had seen this I had seen this once before. I think when it had come out or shortly after. Like 2002. I probably saw it on DVD 2003. I don't remember much of it. Um, so, yeah, the rewatch was interesting. Okay, we can kind of just dive right into it. Uh, what what worked for you with Red Dragon? Opening. First and foremost, it opens so good. Yeah. This... So, it's pretty much a... A direct re like they didn't change too much. Yeah, I mean it. But they I, made some choices. One is so in Manhunter, Will tells the story about what happened with him and Hannibal Lecter, and in this one they show it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it's a great op- opening. Cool opening, mm-hmm. and then the sub opening, which does one of my favorite things in movies: <laughs> give me information through. Newspaper, newspaper yeah. clippings yeah. being shown on camera in some way. I prefer them drifting in the wind and kind of pausing in front of the camera. Yeah. But I loved it. I was like, pausing, I was reading. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I actually, as I was happy, I was like, Mike's going to get a kick out of that. <laughs> kick out of that. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. I, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. You know, Brian Cox in Manhunter was good, but he doesn't even get introduced in the movie until like, 50 minutes in or something like that. Yeah. I think after... It's so interesting watching Manhunter in retrospect where back in 1986, you know, unless you read the books, no one knew who Hannibal Lecter was. Yeah, you were you went so blind. Yeah, like, right? yeah. Hannibal Lecter's not... A, so, yeah, like the story's Will Graham. We know something traumatic happened to him. And he, he's a cop who has to go to someone he caught to try to get help. Which is now... Like, that's such like a trope. Like... In movies of cops having to go to a criminal, yeah. but I don't know. Did Manhunter? Did Hannibal Lecter start that? It was not, like, well, besides the Lampy, the most no, no, notable. But I mean, Manhunter was first in 1986. Like, did Hannibal Lecter start this? Of like people having to go, to, cops having to go to prison to you know get help? Maybe, maybe it did. As yeah. on, popular culture wise, at least. I, there's probably some old noir movie or some old. Novel, but yeah, I think is and yeah, pop culture wise, it's got to be started with, with 
Silence of the Lambs. The bat. Did you watch the Batman deleted scene they released on YouTube? No. Of the Batman going to. Uh, there's a lot. I, I like the Batman, but there was like a lot. You know, people were like, oh, it's it's Seven Batman. I was like, well, he definitely was influenced by the movie Seven. I don't know if it's Seven Batman or Zodiac Batman. Uh, there's a scene. It was the one released on YouTube where the Batman goes. He has to go to prison to help get help, trying to figure out uh, who the Riddler is, and he has to go talk to the Joker. And I watched that. And I was like, oh, that was a good scene. But that, that's also that was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, you just this, took that right from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> I, this whole idea it takes a killer to catch a killer. Yeah. Like it is a trope, now, right? Right. Yeah. But did but did Hannibal start it? Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's, it's the earliest movie I can remember that kind of being in. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you you mentioned with Manhunter, heavy hitter cast. This also. Heavy hitter cast. Heavy hitter cast, yeah. Kaitel, once again. I mean, more to do than he did in National Treasure, but just Harvey Kaitel in kind of like a small role. Yeah. Showing up again, being Harvey Kaitel. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Always a joy to see that guy. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Edward Norton. Eddie Norton. And then, and then, of course, you know, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony. Um, let's see. Uh, and they, and I did, another thing I noticed, I don't know how this is related to the novels, but they changed the spelling of Lecter. Did you notice that? Yes, I was curious. If I had to guess, it's Silence of the Lambs and this, these movies are in the book, and the Manhunter changed, changed it to the K? Seemed like, yeah, kind of an artistic yeah, choice. To put the K in there... And I only think that because now Hannibal Lecter is, because of the success of Silence of the Lambs, uh, Thomas Harris wrote Hannibal and Hannibal Rising, like, alongside those movies coming out. So he was writing those as they were doing, yeah. you know, getting ready for the movies. I think that spelling and then him doing the book is probably more accurate to how he had written in the book where, man, because Hannibal Lecter wasn't a thing, they could just rewrite the right. names. Yeah, it looks better with a K in in newsprint. But it yeah. doesn't, though, actually. No, the K, yeah, the K does not look good. It looked awkward, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you and I both mentioned this. We have we have Hannibal books on our shelves. I, I could go grab that, turn to any page. I'm sure it's there. It could. That's uh, not. Yeah, I don't... Say that for the book club. One day I'll open it. One day I will crack that book open. <laughs> what, if, what if the pages are hollowed out? There's something in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great, great cast. I, I, I also I just dig this story, and I, I yeah. like how they true they were to it, because um, it's just it, yeah, it's a very simple story. A cop has to get pulled out of retirement, FBI agent gets pulled out of retirement to like stop a killer. And I like that there's like this time limit. This this is a race. Yeah, race. Yeah. yeah, they they have one lunar cycle. They, they have to the next full moon to get this killed. I, I rewatch or watching Red Dragon, I, I almost thought it, should should he have killed one more family? But I like cuz I was like, well, so he's a, he's a serial killer. He didn't kill 11 people, like two families worth of people. And now Will Graham has to come and stop him. But as an audience, I mean, Ray, Ray finds creepy as hell, but we didn't see him like 
do anything really until he killed until Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. So I almost thought I was like, should we have seen him like kill one more, like raise the stakes for Will? But I kind of like that they solved it before, like they brought in the best and he was able to solve it before the next, the next cycle. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of like I just I like the story. Um, anything else stand out as positive? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I. I I think um, giving they gave uh, Hannibal Lecter's character far more to do, a lot more, yeah. And I and Anthony Hopkins still does great in that role, uh, so I appreciate that because I just you know that's why I'm that's why I'm watching these movies. I want to see Hannibal do be be creepy and smart, right? Right, and and crazy, creepy, smart, and crazy. Yeah, and so that that was positive. Me giving him more to do uh-huh. uh, was was great. Um, Hopkins versus Cox is both portraying this role. Now, obviously, Hannibal Lecter is you know, the Anthony Hopkins role, but Brian Cox did it first, and he had nothing to bait. You know, there was no Anthony Hopkins to like try to mimic. Uh, I'm curious. So, you know, they, they in Hannibal Rising, it's a younger Hannibal. It's not Anthony Hopkins. They cast some other guy to do it. I wonder how much of like Anthony Hopkins he took from it. Yeah, even like watching Hannibal the show. You can kind of see, like, Mads Mikkelsen, there's some Anthony Hopkins influence on how he plays it. Yeah. It was so interesting watching Manhunter and then Red Dragon, just see how, like, Brian Cox had a different interpretation. Like, they're he was, both sophisticated guys, but... He was mean. Yeah, he was mean. He's not jittery, but he, he, he's more fluid. Like, he's moving. Where Anthony, Anthony Hopkins is, like, so... Like, they're both terrifying. Yeah. But Anthony Hopkins is so still. You know, he doesn't move his head. He's just very still, and then he kind of has these like like lunge at you. Brian Cox is like moving the whole time. He kind of has like the slack jaw kind of the way he holds like his like they both look crazy, but Brian Cox almost looks more like deliberately crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked he looked mean. Yeah. Um. I I bought him as a mean serial killer stuck behind bars, mm-hmm. but. I didn't buy him as a psychiatrist, where mm. Anthony Hopkins, I buy him as both this super creepy, really smart serial killer, but then you could still, like, outside of jail, think, oh, yeah, he would be a psycho. That's true. Or you see how he functions in society and how he can fool people, where Brian Cox's portrayal, you see him in prison, and I see that guy, I go, that guy's crazy. Yeah. I'm not seeing that guy for a session. For Right. Yeah. For a therapy session. Um, I, you know, so this takes place before Science of the Lambs. It was also filmed 10 years later. Uh, we didn't have de-aging technology, but we did have the ability to put a ponytail. Yes. And a collector. <laughs> and that's how we know he's younger. Yeah, that's a little ponytail. Yeah. Did they say how much time passed between Hannibal Lecter and uh, the Tooth Fairy? I don't they may have, but I didn't catch it. Me neither. Yeah, it's yeah. when I was like, this is a year later, as, as, as Will been retired for a, a while, and Lex has been locked up. It seems like many years have passed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a kid now. Oh, that's true. Maybe like half a dozen or something? Or maybe maybe he had a kid after he got it? Yeah. I was wondering, like, did he start yeah. the family after he got stabbed? But then Hannibal, in both movies, said something about the cheap aftershave he wears. He wore it to, his, to the court. Right. But the son gave him the yeah, hat. Yeah, so he must have had at least a little, a little, probably maybe four years. Let's yeah, say four years. Uh, what didn't work for you with Red Dragon? Um, 
It's a plus in a... I, I like Edward Norton. Yeah. I really do. But I don't think Edward Norton was real great in this movie. I think he was miscast. Uh, yeah. I don't I, think that should have been Ed Norton. I don't I don't think this was his role. Yeah. That that was the big thing for me that really stood out. Um the the biggest change is is probably the ending. Mm-hmm. And though I enjoy the Red Dragon ending more than the Manhunter ending, I still don't think it was a good ending. Yeah. They they definitely get you with that little more. You watch the Manhunter ending and then you see like this when I'm watching Red Dragon, and it's kind of that, that false ending, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's kind of, not anticlimactic, but like, it's almost one of those things where I was like, well, the cops didn't really do anything. I still I still feel that about Red Dragon. It's like, uh, the cops didn't really do much in this. And then and then they get, get you back, and it's like, ah, well, I enjoy this ending, but it's kind of a silly ending. Yeah, I mean, so the Manhunter ending ends with just that kind of over-the-top shootout, right? Yeah. And... To me, I'm like, we had this perfect movie going until that point. Yeah. And then it turned into, to me, just like a timepiece, we got to go Dirty Harry. That's what I was wondering. It's like, and, did someone come in and say, well, you need a big action. Right. You need and, a shootout. And I feel, I feel the same with Red Dragon is mm. we had this pretty good movie going till the ending. And then they did, to me, that late 90s, early 2000s. Slasher ending, where the yeah. bad guy comes back. It did feel very slasher. And, and though I enjoyed it better than the cheesy gun fight, yeah. I still didn't like it, because then it just seemed like too much of a teen movie to me. I almost... While I felt like the end, the false ending was anticlimactic, because like the cops didn't even get involved, I think I almost would have preferred that as an ending. Of just like... This guy shot himself. He burnt his house down. If they would have just ended on the with he and his wife making s'mores with the kid on the on yeah. the pier, I would have been totally fine. Yeah, I'd have been totally fine. Red drag, you know. Because I do like the nice ending that he gets. I like that it ends with him on the boat. Yeah, and just sailing off. It's like good for you, Will. Yeah, because we know we know Will Will story ends here because we've seen at this point we would have seen. Uh, Sons of the Lambs, and you would have seen Hannibal. Mm-hmm. So you go, yeah, Will Graham's not part of these. I, I'm, I'm, I like that he gives, gets a nice send-off. Uh, though, I'll say, watching this, I wasn't actually sure if he was going to survive or not. Uh, when uh, the Tooth Fairy comes back, because I, I don't, I didn't know his arc, and I was like, well, I know he's not in Sons of the Lambs. Right. Yeah. And so I, I like that he got like a nice send-off. What did you think of the extra inning, the, the Samuel Jackson Avengers ending, of Hannibal in a cell and the doctor saying there's a uh, female FBI agent who wants to talk to him. Uh, not necessary, but I didn't hate it. I I didn't hate it. I was just like, that's corny. Yeah. That's like, like, we know. Like, to have this, like... Like, I tell you right now, I'm not putting this... I'm not watching this and immediately putting on Sons of the Lambs. I think, uh, you know, I, I need some time to breathe before putting yeah. on Sons of the Lambs. But yeah, just to have this, like, Oh, so this immediately takes place after or before Silence of the Lambs and, you know, Clarice Starling's coming, yeah, coming down. Just like, I, I honestly, I kind of, I thought we would see Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, I, yeah. I was like, oh, are we going to have a, a, a Jodie yeah. Foster, like, walk-in cameo here? Well, I know she's not in Hannibal. They replaced her with Julianne Moore, so. Okay. I, I don't know what her, her 
I think I have seen that. Her reasoning was that's for with Liotta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. What What did you think of? They They did some pretty drastic differences. Um, maybe not drastic is the right word, but what did you think of the difference they they took with the development of the of the Tooth Fairy's character throughout the movies? Compared, like. You know, we had we had the the love interest. Yeah. But there's they do more in the second one, which they do. I almost like the restraint shown in the in Manhunter, where we don't even meet the Tooth Fairy until like an hour ten into the movie. Okay. The first time we see him, he's already captured the jerk. That that's when we first see him. I I just like that reveal. As opposed to the reveal of um Ray Fine's sling and iron. Yeah, that, like I like that they kind of like oh well we're looking for a military you know guy with a military background we're looking for a big guy we're looking for like a strong guy I like in Manhunter when we first see all we see are his legs and we see that he's he's able to pick up this journalist and we're like this is a big fucking dude yeah and then just that creepy we see as we hear him talking I always like the there's a lot I like about Ray Fiennes I think is super creepy in this and I think he plays a good villain but there was something about the Manhunter version of it where like he had that like soft voice mm-hmm. and just the reveal where he just has the the pantyhose over yeah. and you know and Ray Fiennes does that too but that's the first time we see it is yeah. he has it over just just his eyes and the way he talks and I I, I liked that and um yeah, I don't know which one did you like. Which or uh, we definitely get much like more Hannibal, and th- these have very similar runtime, so they, they just do more. They just do different with the time they have. We get a lot more time with Ray Fiennes in this. I, I like what they did with Ray Fiennes as far as more into his psychosis. Yeah, um, I didn't need to see him pumping iron. Yeah, because frankly. That never really comes back into play. We see him pick up Philip Seymour Hoffman and choke him out, or, choke, whatever, yeah. or, or chloroform him, or whatever. Right. But like, I didn't. I didn't need to know he he was strong. I can just always assume a serial killer can outpower anybody. When he shows off his his back tat, I get it. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's in shit. Yeah, and it's so. We funny. don't see him lift weights. But it's funny though too with the tattoo and yeah. like some of those scenes. You're like, well, that's the double. That's Ray Fi- Ray Fines. That's because. Yeah. The double guy is like wide, fucking huge, wide back. Yeah, and I'm like, why didn't you just get Ray Fiennes right around? Now I heard now in the trivia, Ray Fiennes did put on 20 pounds of muscle for this role, but I believe, it, but they definitely used a double yeah. in some of those, <laughs> in some of those things. <clears throat> but yeah, so I liked what I, I liked seeing more into um, his psychosis. Mm-hmm. They did, I think they did more of that in the second one. But yeah, I agree with you. Maybe less is more in yeah. Manhunter. Like, when he's lifting weights and he's having, like, you hear the voice of his grandmother and he's, like, you know, saying, oh, don't hurt me. Like, I don't, I just, I don't need that part. No, in fact, I don't need, I don't need that voiceover at all. I just need you flipping through his diary. Yes. And I pick up on that. you get it. Plenty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Question. mm -hmm. So he puts in the false teeth. Yeah. Are the nasty false teeth his grandmother's false teeth? Oh, I didn't think of that. I was kind of wondering if that's what those are. Yeah. Like, maybe that was something from the book that didn't really come over. Right. Um, there is... You know, with serial killers, uh, 
you know, like Ray finds the other so he's lifting lift all this weight, and he so he lives in the orphanage, right? Is that or he li- where does he live? I, I think the sign out said, said nursing home. Nursing home. So I think it must have been the nursing home. The is, nursing home. He made, his grandmother lived in. Yeah, he must have put her in. Yeah. Well, it had his name on it. It was like the Della the Della Hyde or oh, okay. nursing home or something. Like oh, that. oh, did it? Okay, I, I think so. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so I think he owned it. It's just weird, building. like how because you see him in society, and he's like, yeah, these guys are fucking weirdos, and as they would be, I imagine, you know. For every Hannibal, there's uh, there's like four tooth fairies that are just like weirdos, can't navigate. But uh, someone had to drop off a couple thousand pounds of weights, like set up, or he did that. That's just he had to go to a sporting goods store, yeah. Like, buy yeah. like just think of that, like who did his tattoo? <laughs> yeah, who did the tattoo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's how they catch these guys. They make mistakes. That's true. Speaking of, I, and for both, I like how it's explained in Manhunter, but I thought it was so. I think it showed, like, the talent of Will. Will doing the talking, I, I don't know how I feel about it. The, ah, oh, you took your glove off, you son of a bitch. You had to touch her. Uh, from both actors. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, just part of Will, like, talking this through. But him finding, figuring out you could thumbprint the, the cornea to get the thumb. In Manhunter... They just have a throwaway thing later because he, he he keeps following up on it, and then finally there's like guys never guys on our database. He's never been fingerprinted. In Red Dragon, so same runtimes, you get a lot more handle, you get a lot more Ray finds, but I think it's almost at the the detriment to like the story and the pacing because that just never comes back again. You're right. I didn't think of that. They yeah. they, they go through that thing, gets that you know that real like intuitive oh. No one thought to do this. Yeah. You do this. But then, yeah, we never really come back to Yeah, that. it doesn't factor into anything. I mean, ultimately, it is just kind of a Nick Cage and National Treasure. Aha. Like, yeah. <laughs> moment of like, oh, it's on the tape. Let's just go to the company. And then I'm going to describe a weirdo. And then the guy's going to be like, oh, yeah, we do we do actually hire. We, we do employ a weirdo. Yeah. Now that you mention <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just. one weirdo, actually. Yeah. So I kind of. You know, both these, which I liked in both, like, there is this detective work, and I think Manhunter just takes a little more time with it, and lets things kind of play out and breathe, it has a nice pace, where this, I feel like it has a quicker pace. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I I prefer the, the William Peterson, yeah. Will Graham, because the way he delivers that detective work, mm-hmm. um, I, I see him as a haunted individual, Edward Norton didn't seem that damaged to me. Didn't he seem a little too charming to be? Like, he just kind of seemed like... Yeah, you see... Yeah. I think William Peterson kind of has... like Will, William Peterson's portrayal, you go, this this guy's a little unhinged. He seemed haunted, yeah. And I didn't get out with Ed Norton. No. Yeah. Not at all. And so... And it wasn't... And, and that was a change in the second one. It wasn't his idea to be bait. Yeah. Well, the first one was, was Will Graham's idea to be bait. Yeah. And this was like, this was uh, Harvey Keitel's character's idea to make him bait. Yeah. When they're doing the fake, the fake article and yeah. stuff. But now, one thing I did like, you know, in Red Dragons, I liked that it was Harvey Keitel. It was his Jack Crawford who suggested that Will talk to Lecter. Where in the first one, it's Will, in Manhunter, it's Will who says, I need to go talk to Lecter. Yeah. It's his idea. I kind of like. Will Ed Norton's Will didn't seem as haunted, but he was more 
apprehensive, you know, yeah, reluctant yeah. to talk to, to Lecter or like to get involved. There was a lot more reluctancy where Will, you could kind of, he just went through this event, trauma and, you know, is, is uh, thrown off, you know, haunted by it, as, as, as you say. Um, would you like to see a sequel to Red Dragon? What, what happens on that boat? On that boat, or I mean, I'm actually kind of like I kind of like this Will Graham character. I wouldn't uh-huh. mind seeing like more Will. Like, what's his next step? Yeah, does he call it quits again, or like he can't? He's the best. I think if if he didn't show up when Hannibal Lecter breaks out of prison in Sons and Lambs, he he he's he, out. He's out. Okay. Yeah. If, if if we didn't see him in the movie Hannibal, he's out. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I kind of would like to see a, I mean, I know we get Sons of the Lambs as yeah. a sequel right. to, Hannibal, to Hannibal Lecter's character, kind of, right. but I would, yeah, I'd like to see a sequel to uh, the Will Graham thing. What about a prequel to Will Graham? Um, I like the show. Yeah, <laughs> can, can I interest you in a show called Hannibal? Yeah, I mean, Which now, after watching Manhunter... I kind of want to rewatch. I Hannibal. do want to. Re-watch I never it finished the last season because they moved it off network yes, streaming. Went to Amazon in the midst of well, it was on NBC. Uh-huh. NBC decided to semi cancel it. Yep. So they moved like the last half of the f- first season to online, mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't that long ago, but it was still time before streaming was really. Oh, I remember trying to find it on Amazon, and Amazon's uh, their their user interface is still not great. But it used to be trash. Yeah, so now we can easily view yeah. that whole series. It's on, on Netflix. I think is, it is on Netflix. Which is just easy to use. Yeah, and I'm not sure it came to fruition. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure if like, they ended it. But. Well, so in my research, uh, so my next question is, does this need a remake? So we got Manhunter, we got Red Dragon. Do you want to see this story again? I don't. You, I think between Manhunter yeah. and this movie, we're pretty good. So... The, se- the third and final season of Hannibal is Red Dragon. Really? Yeah, is that they used the, the novel Red Dragon to base at the final however many episodes. Well, knowing that, I do want to see it yeah. because I think Hugh Dancy is great. Yeah. I think he might There's be... There's a Hanukkah. He might be the best Will Graham. Because in Hannibal, he does the... And they do a great portrayal of like... They, they say it in Red Dragon, they say it in Manhunter, like no one has the mind Will Graham has for figuring out these crime scenes. You kind of see it, him walking through and him noticing things, but in the show Hannibal, they do a good job of visualizing, no, Will Graham steps into a crime scene and he sees how, yeah, yeah he sees how the, the killer sees things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Hugh Dancy's Will Graham better yeah. than, than both, definitely better than Edward Norton, Yeah, a little better than... Than Bill Peterson. Yeah. Well, check out season three of Hannibal uh, if, if you need to get. Uh, I would like more to revisit that. Yeah, because I like. I think Grand. I only saw like the first half of season one, and I was like, "This show is great." I think I saw all of season one, as shows do. The, the season finale, season two came. I think it was just like some. Uh, well, it's coming back in the fall. Maybe it's coming back in the spring. Maybe that's the maybe yeah. that's the season I kind of. And then they pulled an episode, so then there was like this break, and yeah. yeah, I think maybe okay. So maybe I did see all season one, and season two is where it, they yeah. lost it because of their mm-hmm. whatever they did. All right, new question. We've had this last couple episodes. What character in the Red Dragoniverse 
is most deserving of a spinoff. Ooh. Of a spinoff. Yeah. That's a tough one. The Red Dragon verse. Yeah. So so the characters we saw in this movie, uh, well, Mike thinks of it, but the one I had was... Uh, and this is kind of my same answer for when we did The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals, is Jack's team. The, you know, the guy who... who Figures out the code, and then there's that woman yeah. there. Um, and they were all better in Manhunter, I do think. Yeah. The I FBI like, team uh-huh. was better in Manhunter. I like that actor who plays plays the guy who cracks the code, because uh, he was a loss. He's been a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, the cryptologist. Yeah. I, I like him. I liked him. Um, I think they did more in Manhunter. Yeah. Like, they had, they had the round table thing. Well, and that's... Bouncing ideas. I'm like, that was cool. And that's kind of... You know, so you get less Hannibal. You get less Red Dragon. You have more time for the the police work. Yeah. In that. where I did like the scene where they hear the tape of Louds. Louds? Uh, Phil Zimmer Hoffman. They're listening to the tape of, you know, the thing he has to record before he dies. And then they... Jack just says... I know that's hard to hear, but we have work to do. And then they all immediately just go into, he must have a van. He must, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's tough. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a drama about the newspaper reporter. Oh, yeah. Like this, like, dirty newspaper reporter. Uh-huh. Like, and maybe the, fun, the, maybe the finale of, of that movie is him printing... The photos he wrongfully took of Will Graham in the hospital. Yeah, you know, just leading up to that. Maybe. It's Nightcrawler, kind of. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we get Cooper Hoffman. Yeah, just see like this tabloid reporter. Mm-hmm. See what's up with this tabloid reporter. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, because mine really is you know, kind of an ambiguous character. Uh, you know, you know, hey, good guy, bad guy. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, he doesn't have a code. He he's a guy who wants to get the story. Yep. At, at, at what cost? <laughs> uh... My, my spinoff really is just like, I like movies where people are trying to catch serial killers. Yeah. I know that's just Criminal Minds or CSI, but I like it in movie form. Uh, you know, you can do a little more with movies. And, you know, I kind of just like a, an adult thriller. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, especially, especially about serial killers. Uh, what, what, what do you think is the better title? Manhunter or Red Dragon? This is your grade, the title, but it's not, it's not a sequel, so it's just, but they decided to change the name of their remake. I think Red Dragon is better. It's just more ominous and evil sounding. Yeah. Now, I do understand in 1986 why why they go Manhunter. Yeah. Because there is no Hamlet Lecter. There's no Thomas Harris. Like, you say, eh, it's, yeah, it's Manhunter. These guys, they hunt men. Yeah. But now, now... That's when we used to adapt books and change the title. Yeah. That happened all the time in that era. Yeah. Now they adapt books and just call it what the book Call it the book is. People yeah. go, oh, I know that. Yeah, it's yeah. The, that's, the, that's the Hannibal Lecter author. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. You've seen both these now. Which one do you put on first? I put on Manhunter first. Yeah. Not by a landslide. I'll be completely honest. I got, I got to admit, this might be, watching these two movies, it's a remake, Red Dragon's a remake, it's a pretty faithful remake, but it's just different enough where I think this was pretty close. Yeah. Of how I view these two movies. I also go with you with Manhunter, 
and it really is. I just like the pacing of the movie, and this one, you know, Brett Radner, you know, he did Rush Hour. This doesn't look as slick as like Rush Hour did. Film wise, it was like this kind of this looks dated, but in a bad way. Right, Manhunter was dated, but it was just like it looked good. This didn't. I don't think it looked very good. And then it's just it's kind of just has a, it has a faster pace, but you're trying to get more in to two hour runtime. Where I just like the pace of Man, like yeah. the pace of Manhunter. It, you spend a lot more time with Will Graham, and you're just trying to solve this case. Yeah. And then what you do get the Red Dragon is that's enough for me. Yes. He's a scary dude. He's a scary dude. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, um, Red Dragon, a remake of Manhunter, a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Did we need it? I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna give it a yes. We needed it, based based on the fact that I liked it. Yeah. So sure, and it. I think it kind of it it brought that story into the modern modern uh, you know audience. I don't think if would we still would I still even know Manhunter existed if Red Dragon was there made? Was Probably already, not. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's actually a good point. And that's kind of the thing with the remake, right? It's like, I had seen Manhunter once, part of it, on AMC. This one little piece of trivia my dad you know, tells me, he's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's the first Sam Lecter movie. But if there is no Red Dragon, do I, do I ever even think of Manhunter again? Uh, which is crazy, because it, it's directed by Michael Mann. You know, that, that guy who's done, you know, you just watch Collateral. Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. You watch Collateral and say, oh, I want to go check some more yeah, Michael Mann. Yeah, exactly. How long would it take for you to get to Manhunter? You know, right? And then watch it and be like, "Oh, this is this is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs," uh, just because it was never really discussed that way. Um, yeah, it's tough because I like the I actually I liked Red Dragon. If it wasn't a remake, if it wasn't a prequel to Silence of the Lambs, I think it's a pretty okay movie. I thought it was good, all on its yeah, own. Like, I thought it was good. Just the story of Will Graham being pulled back in, having to ask a criminal to help him catch a criminal. I think it's a pretty good story. So I'm gonna say. Yeah, we needed it because I think we just need movies like this. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just a, it's just a fun two hour. Uh, maybe not fun, right? Work is you know it's creepy, uh, but it's a good just two hour movie that you kind of watch and go, yeah, that was, that was a good use of my time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't think too much about this going forward. Um, this was actually a huge success. Uh, $78 million budget, $209 million oh, wow. uh, box office after the success of uh, Hannibal a year before. Uh, 68% of Rotten Tomatoes based on 190 reviews. Uh, critical consensus is uh, competently made, but everything is a bit too familiar. And it's kind of procedural, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it is. it is competently made. Uh, yeah, so that's... That's Red Dragon. I think we both said, yeah, check it out. It's it's not a bad movie. It's pretty good. It's a good movie as far as remakes go. Yeah. Check out Manhunter. That's also a very good movie. Very good movie. That I don't know a lot of people have seen Manhunter. Um, yeah, if you have facts on Manhunter, you can email us at, or Red Dragon. You can email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you like Buff Rit, if you like Buff Tooth Fairy versus Tall Tooth Fairy, that's a, that's a fine debate. Yeah. I wonder if he had the uh, tat in the book, and wh- and how yeah. much of that William Blake, like, is that a real William Blake painting? And yeah. is that 
in the book, or is that like, hey, let's do this for the movie. Let's let's introduce this William Blake thing. Could you eat a painting with no water? <laughs> uh, no, no, I couldn't. Like, I get, his, I get, he, he's an insane person, but man, your plan was just to eat that painting like as quickly as you could. Like, take that home. Take your time with it. Like, you're gonna choke on that painting. Uh, yeah, how was because. He does this, he has the tattoo, but we really just get that one scene of him like, look at me. Uh, both scenes, super creepy. I watched them both when Ray Fiennes is doing the, so I watched Red Dragon first, and he's doing the, do you see? Do you see? I was like, man, what a fucking weirdo. Like, God, that's scary. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's, he's just, and then I watched the Manhunter thing, I'm just like, do you see? And he has like the higher voice. I was like, this is also creepy. He's, <laughs> Two-Face is a scary dude. Yeah. Cinematically, like, this, he should go in down. Like, I don't know. There should be some wing in the scary horror movie. You know, he's not quite Hannibal, but he's an honorable mention. Well, you know, we had our we had our, our uh, Expendables action star tier list. Yeah. Maybe down the road we could do a serial killer tier list. Oh, yeah. We'll do another similar type movie. And we'll, yeah, we'll have to. But, like, Two-Face should get, you know, he's now appeared in two movies and scares the hell out of yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that concludes Forgotten Franchise Month. Forgotten Franchise, yeah. Uh, to, to recap, so we've done Hannibal, the Hannibal Franchise and National Treasure. Uh, now time for a new uh, a new one, and I had, I had a few in mind. Um, I think I'm going to go with this one. This one I call, Oh, They Act Now? <laughs> <laughs> Movies where someone is in it, that didn't didn't get their notoriety from um, from acting. Okay. Examples we've already done. O.J. Simpson and Naked Gun. Okay. Rihanna and Ocean's Eight. You know that type of person. You know, athlete, musician, somebody. Um, I'm doing a movie. I think I think after watching Manhunter, I, I, I need a little laughter in my life. We are going to do this is on HBO Max. We're doing Austin Powers Gold Member, starring Beyonce. Okay, okay. I think in her first acting role. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I went through a list. There's quite a few for you to choose. You know, right. I, I, I left some, some meat on the bone for you. But, yeah, I, I want to do Austin Powers Gold Member. So, that's what we're going to watch next week. Uh, or next episode. Which so, is the third of the Austin Powers the, series? Yeah, so it's the third. Okay. Um, I like going in order. Okay. Much like Red Dragon. We're skipping Hannibal. Yeah, I'm going right to the third in the entry. Ooh. Um, yeah, so go ahead and watch Austin Powers Gold Member. That's on HBO Max right now. Uh, we'll be back with that episode. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a guy to sequel and remix. And if you're thinking about serial killing people, just find help. Yeah. Get help! That's the same atrocious aftershave you wore in court. <laughs>